This is Roodkapje Radio, de podcast on art, music, research, hamburgers and all else that moves young creatives through the world. Directly inspired by the hamburger community of art residents, Jill Baldwin, Danielle Hogendorn, Lavinia Xauza, Erik Peters and Irie Zamblay. And our Hamburg community of live programmers, Louisa Teigman, Arjuna Vlasblom, Mitchell Quits, Ruta Genita and Lodewijk van Dijk. Hello and welcome to Roodkapje Radio. I am Dagmar Veenstra and I've been asked to moderate this conversation with other artists about the effect of motherhood and pregnancy on uh, uh, on art or being an artist. Um, with me are three other artists or three artists who will now introduce themselves. On my right here I have Veronika Zielinska. So... Um, what do you do? How many children do you have? Tell me something about yourself. Well, hello, uh, thank you for this invitation, first of all. Uh, I'm happy to be here and joining uh, wonderful uh, people at the table. Um, I am an artist. My name is Veronika Zielinska. Yes, um, I've been practicing art since... More or less the same time as long as I have been mother to our firstborn child, Bruno. Uh, that's been now for 11 and a half years. Um, yeah, and I'm since since then I've been working on projects and um, actually really thinking of how to open up our um, domestic space uh, for others and. Um, make things happen uh, so that I don't uh, get stuck uh, in the constraints of my own home. And what kind of artist are you? Um, Well, I graduated uh, with my BA in 2009 when I was uh, six months pregnant uh, and I graduated with a very classical kind of uh, installation of paintings and drawings and photography. Uh, which back then already I know I knew that uh, this was kind of almost like a last time that I did this type of work um, because I knew that um, working uh, as I was used to with um, heavy chemicals and uh, lots of crazy materials uh, I was not uh, yeah it would be difficult for me to be using at home and I would always work from home. I never had a studio before and I never really, um, well, felt that need of having a studio at home. So I had to really um, rearrange uh, both my my um, working space but also my, my practice uh, and kind of like uh, adapt it to the new conditions. And, and this was clear for me that, uh, well... I just wanted to to open up for others and don't be just uh, trying to be on my own because yeah okay motherhood well, is uh, al- already lonely enough so, <laughs> so it's it's interesting because you're already saying a couple of things that I've, I've written down um but we'll get into that uh later on in the talk and in front of me is uh, Priscilla Fernandez welcome yeah, thank you very much for the invitation um yeah I'm a visual artist originally from Portugal living in the Netherlands for the last 10 years, on and off. Um, I'm a proud mother of River Oliveira Thompson, 18-month baby girl. 
Uh, I'm 39, about to turn 40 this year. I have my studio at Heitvelde Weiten, and together with some artists, we run the residency program there. And with my partner uh, in love, <laughs> Edward Thompson, uh, we are the heads of the department of the fine art um, degree at Artes, uh, called Bear Base for Experiment, Art and Research, a role that we took uh, last year. Um, but the two of you are the you're two both of us. Yes, we are both heads. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And Charlene. Hello. Yes, Adriaanses. Hello, yeah, I'm Charlene Adriaanses. Super happy to be here and also to meet uh, my other fellow artists here at the table. Super nice to hear. Um, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm a performance and installation artist in the field of public space. Actually, we, um, together with my husband, we work uh, as a collective called Contemporary Glory, Contemporary Cash. Um, and we do collaborations with different kinds of artists, also a lot um, in Congo, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where we also have a collective called Kinakt. Um, so, and we're all like actually like uh, doing uh, street performances. It sounds a bit uh, lame if you say that, but it's like uh, connecting with people, uh, reflecting on society through costume performances, through interventions on the street in the city both in Kinshasa, in Antwerp, in Rotterdam, in Paris, etc. Um, and I became a mom three months ago. Yes, um, congratulations. On thank that. you. <laughs> um, of our lovely daughter, Zola Ivoire Lucienne. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. It is. So you're the freshest mother of us. I have to say, uh, I forgot to mention, I'm also a mother. I have uh, a seven-year-old boy and uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old girl. Um, so that's uh, also reason, part of the reason that I'm, I was asked to do this. And respect um, to all of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also asked to do this because I'm also, I've uh, been working in the cultural field for, well, for over 20 years now. I am a musician, if you want to say, so I'm also an artist in some form. And, um... I have also realized and, and uh, been personally affected by what it means to be become a mother and not so much a parent, but actually becoming a mother in uh, this the, the cultural field that we are we all work in. And I don't think there will be there is that much difference in being a musician, a performance artist uh, 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 or any other kind of artist. But working in this field is uh, very interesting to say the least once you become a parent and especially once you've become a mother um so uh priscilla and uh, uh i'm sorry charlene, charlene. <laughs> uh, you both uh introduced your partners as well mm -hmm. uh both are working in the 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 work the world of art and culture as well do you have a partner, Veronique? Yes, I do. And uh, yeah, I should de definitely introduce uh, him <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, 
uh, he's also the reason why I'm doing all this. So, uh, I mean, the, the yeah, he's definitely always by my side. So, And, and what does your partner do? <laughs> he's a freelancer. Uh, he rather never call himself uh, being an artist. He's, uh, he's always calling himself, he's a maker, creative maker. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely uh, and been always a huge support in everything that I've been doing and, and Technically, practically, and and yeah, emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, my my partner is a musician, and uh, he works in the field of music. Besides that, so I think we can all say that all of us have the, the are fortunate enough to have someone by our side who knows exactly um, um, what we need, what we want. And uh, I say we because I would count myself uh, in that as well. And it would it's a lot easier, I think. Um, to come to terms with what's going on as soon as you become a parent or a mother. Um, I've been reading up on all these things because apparently it's really hot right now, mm -hmm. uh, motherhood and artistry. Um, yeah. There are a lot of very interesting um, uh, pieces written about it in The Guardian and in artists' work, but um, one of the things that was once said apparently was that you better not, if you're an artist, you better not find a partner or marry another artist because you would always have, um, there would always be a form of competition and um, mm. it would be very difficult to find your own way. Now, I don't know how that, how, I don't think that that is, the, that, that, that is actually a thing because here you all are um, with someone by your side I think it can actually enhance exactly what you are doing or what you want. But how does that feel for you, just as an artist living with someone who is also an artist in some form? First, l let's start at that before we get to the, the whole the comparison part. <laughs> yes. How is it for you? Well, I think, but we work together in a collective, so that makes it... Yeah, sometimes it's difficult, but we are in this time also that everybody claims or like puts their name on what they do or something like um, you you have an ID and everybody has to know that it's your ID. So then when you work in a collective and you try to like erase this and say like it was our ID or we wrote this and not I wrote this part and my partner did this thing, like it's difficult for people to really accept that you work as a team. Like they will always, or s or maybe that's my um, perception. But often, when when we are making something and I did a part, I always think that people still think my husband did the biggest part. You know, like this. Yeah. So there is, I would not say competition, but there is still this, yeah, this urge in a way, like to prove yourself or to identify with the work that you make or something. Or could you sort of uh, extend that to? becoming a parent because I think that you could also mm. because becoming a parent and well I'm, I'm just I'll yeah, explain yeah. what I uh, what I what I intend is that um, we are here as mothers and uh, uh, the general world still sees the woman the mother as being the, the most important parent yeah um, my opinion is that being a team is much more important for bringing up a child and it doesn't matter if that's two mothers, two fathers, or whatever, but not doing it by yourself. And that could also be being a single parent and having someone there to parent with you. I think that it doesn't, it's not supposed to be a competition. No. Well, personally, 
for me, it doesn't feel like a competition. I know that in the beginning, like, of course, it's our first child. So we jumped into this quite naive in that way. So it's very good. Yeah. So in the, in, I was like, okay, I will be home for like three mm. months. So you can do whatever because I'm home. Like, I have nothing else to do. I will do like, the, and then in the past three months, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it would be nice if you would be there, actually. <laughs> so, but then he, of course, like, said yes to all kinds of projects. And you also want him to, like keep developing himself and all this so so in that way like you feel like you're in this constant puzzle um but not in a competition no no yeah because that is different yeah and what was it like mm. for you yeah it's uh, very similar Priscilla, it's, um, it's uh, we work uh, edward is a successful artist so he's very busy and he was busy before having a baby and now so it's just <clears throat> more intense in our management of schedules, but we yeah. always had to have conversations about who c who can go on a residency, who can go abroad. So we always um, um, had to uh, talk about this. Yes. Uh, but it's not a competition. We just try to manage between each other what we do. Yeah. And Veronica, because you were uh, the, the youngest of all of us with having children, especially young also as in your career. Yeah, and... There, there's few things that I uh, I don't know so, sort of like came to my head uh, when you were even posing the question. Um, first of all, um, I really think it's like it's so such an individual experience for each and every one of us, even at this table. That it's I mean it's normal that um, only once you really go through it and you experience it that suddenly you discover that um, well you can relate to others, right? Yeah. So it's the experience that makes you that makes you really open up. Um, but um, I've been working on this subject and with many amazing people and communities for yeah for a decade actually mm -hmm. I would say now. So um, and I think it's even important to realize that uh, yeah even more decades have been uh, <laughs> like this discussion. I, f I think it's really important to realize that it goes way beyond our field uh, where we're working in and uh, and that comes to the point where wh what was the second part of your question like about the competition and everything I think it's uh, uh, the whole issue is really around that um, generally in in our societies uh, mothers are uh, just uh, uh, seen as as first and foremost um, caregivers right yes. and uh, we do this because uh, this is the only uh, expectation that, uh, yeah, or, or the first and foremost expectations that the society is given upon us, and uh, this is the work that we just do, reproduction, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and nobody asks why and uh, for, uh, yeah, what is the price, basically? Yes. And I come, f well, with, uh, in the relationship that I'm in happily also for, um, well, almost 13 years, uh, it's been a lot of negotiation uh, involved in even like, you know, respecting each other's um, dreams or ambitions uh, and plans, but also knowing that uh, we have to put food on the table, yeah. basically. So uh, the first year was, for me, was, yeah, it was really okay, just, just, you know, stay at home and be with the child because... 
I just graduated from, from my BA. I have nothing yet to offer. Nobody knows me. My name is still, um, yeah, as many other names, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say much um, in the art world. And um, yeah, my husband has to provide. Yeah. And that means that I'm hiding my own ambitions somewhere in deep in my pocket. And uh, you're shelving it. That's yes. I, I don't think it's hiding. It's more you're well, shelving. Yeah, yeah. It. You're I'm putting just it on a shelf and giving it a different priority. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but uh, but I still think that uh, yes, of course, it's great when you can, uh, yeah, when you can have that conversation and really do this. Uh, uh, um, parenting and and the labor that that it involves, uh, you know, in a in a true kind of like a teamwork uh, a situation. But yeah, very often uh, it's still uh, yeah. Very often it's it's the women that that will that will stay in 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 the house yeah. just and because of all other things that we can do and have to do and uh, yeah. And men are not capable of doing like breastfeeding, for example. <laughs> well, that that is actually the the o- probably the only uh, one thing that they can actually really not not do at all. But I do have to say, from a personal perspective, um, if I didn't have a, a very supportive partner, that wouldn't have been as easy as it was eventually mm-hmm. uh, either to actually be able to breastfeed and to find sort of your own way in that. Um, it was. For me, I was very happy that I had someone with me who was there uh, to support me in doing so. Mm-hmm. So I think that also is something that still you still need your partner in some way, except that he can't really he, he, he won't wake up at night and do all the night feeds and <laughs> things like that. Um, and that's okay because that was also a choice for me, yeah. personal. Um, I wanted to say something, but um, I'll just. I had a few questions uh, written down. Um, start at the very beginning. When you became pregnant, at what point did you take a break from work? Um, well, we'll just start with you, Veronica, because you. Well, for me, the break came very naturally. As I said, like I graduated, I was uh, yeah three months before uh, labor and before my due date, and then. Uh, it came naturally that okay, that first year it's gonna be me and and the baby, and yeah, uh, you also uh, enter into that new role uh, as you said, Charlene, like very very uh, naively. Maybe yeah. it's gonna be great, mm-hmm. uh, just chilling on the couch with the baby on your uh, chest uh, all day. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, you you're really getting crazy, right? Uh, as and you want to get out and. Um, and that's how I. That's how I. So, so for me, that that was the break. Uh, but I knew, like, I think it was around like six or seven months of being at home that I, I was already looking for like you know ways to escape uh, the house. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I started basically looking for for uh, for programs where I could just uh, do masters because I knew I want to go further and. Uh, so you, you I wasn't done with school. <laughs> yeah, so instead of picking up a brush to say, um, you started to think, well, I can study. Yes. Because that is something that I could more easily incorporate in um Well, it was also about really uh, longing for, for, for community yeah. and longing for, for, for human contact. <laughs> and for like brain stimulation yes. that is something yes. different than birthing yes. your child. Yes. Yes. And for you? 
Um, Priscilla. Yes, Sorry. when I when uh, uh, it was a, pl- a planned pregnancy, in a way, we yeah. decided let's give it a try, and then it happened, and <laughs> <laughs> and what then? Um, and I think I uh, so I stopped for one month, um, one month before giving birth. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I continued the, the maternity leave for three months for teaching. Um, but I actually started much earlier in the studio because there was always this, like you say, there's a pressure for mothers being the, the main caregivers um, uh, and to stop working, you know, to be responsible yeah. and so on. And I wanted to prove to myself in a way that it was not going to be like that everything was going to be normal just just like, like it was, was. yes yeah. so i think there was a, a bit of uh, extra pressure on me to try to prove that you know so it was the year when i was pregnant it was the year that i applied to more residencies abroad uh-huh. you know of course <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i'm going to do this you know yeah um and um yeah it was it was for myself but um i it was uh, it was clear that i wanted to keep uh, doing the things that I love doing, but with a child, you know, yeah. that, that um, and that understand that it is possible to do that. And was it for you? What was yes. there? Was there? A, <laughs> no, but that's just a, a, a real question because yes. you put yeah. so much pressure on yourself. Was that realistic in in hindsight as well? Yes, I think. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, you. You. It's the idea that you cannot do anything it doesn't it, it i didn't experience it in that way either because my partner is there next to me and we i don't know yeah. why but um it's uh, for me it's really not affecting uh, uh or not stopping me in the things that i can do has it changed the way that you do the things do you i'm like now obsessed schedule manager yes <laughs> <laughs> And yes, instead of five days laying around in the studio in my hammock, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe I have one day. Yeah, but it's super productive. Um, yeah, um, it 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 changes the the way you deal with things. Um, I think uh, decision making becomes really important, and it becomes so much easier. Yeah, to a certain point, I think. As I mean, I realize that it's much easier to say yes or no if someone asks you to do something yeah. just because, you know, it's very easy. Does it fit? Yes. Yes. Does it, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> exactly. No. Well, then. And then you go on. Yeah, exactly. And how is it yeah. for you, Charlene? Well, also, I almost forgot to mention, I'm also programming at Warm here in Rotterdam. Yes. Um, so there I just uh, stopped working one month before my due date and I had maternity leave for three more months after uh, Zola was born. Um, <coughs> but yeah, as an artist, we kept working actually on projects, I think, until until the due date. And then she didn't come. She waited for 10 more days. So these were really like 10 holidays, let's say. <laughs> um, and then seven weeks after giving birth, I had the first performance. Um, and How we many? Sorry? Seven weeks. Oh, after. seven weeks. So yeah, so not seven I heard days. seven days. No, 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 I couldn't walk, I think. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, no, seven weeks after. And then I created uh, a performance costume where Zola fitted in so we could perform together with her. <laughs> and then, of course, part of the performance, she was like screaming and I didn't know what was <laughs> going on. Um, but I agree like with uh, Priscilla that it, it was also a proof to me, like we can take her to places and it's good for her to meet all these people and... And um, we are we are of course lucky that that it's doable with her that she uh, 
doesn't have any complications and that yeah. it's like an easy baby, let's yeah. say, in yeah. that sense. Um, yeah, River was also in her first lecture at six ma- six weeks old yeah. and part of an artwork uh, at eight weeks old. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I had my, um, yeah, I think my eldest, because there's a difference between having one child and having two, but we'll come to that <laughs> just mm-hmm. a bit later on. When I had my eldest, I think he was uh, was four months, and I had to do a presentation job and a DJ gig at Udal, Terschelling. Yeah. And at, th- at that point, I was allowed to bring him with me, and I took a friend with me who would then babysit um, when I was working. And um, I, I rescheduled like one feed, so he had one bottle, and, and then she came right by later for breastfeeding and things like that. So. That worked really nicely. Yeah, super nice. Um, but that was because I had a really easy baby and I had a really easy... Uh, well, with the first one, that's your life is so much... Um, if everything goes all right, it's a lot... You're a lot more flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have two, <laughs> things become a bit different, get, get a bit different. Um, but we'll come to that just a, a bit later on. Did Did your artistic practice change um, once you had a child or once you had two? Uh, Veronica? Yes, definitely. I Yeah, I mean, I, I started uh, that uh, talking about that in the introduction, but maybe I wasn't uh, explicit enough. <laughs> um, well, so after I after Bruno was one and I went to study my masters uh, I studied at uh, UFA so university in Amsterdam um, I basically went to do a two years research master uh, with an idea that uh, okay from now on I'm not gonna paint because a I can't do this anymore at home and B maybe I just don't want and I'm tired of it and I don't know what to do with it anymore so I kind of entered this uh, program with uh, uh, yeah sort of like a fresh mind of like okay so what's going to be like let, let's think of new conditions for for my practice and a new kind of context um, and there during that study i uh, i really was interested in uh, I, or became interested in in doing really projects in collaborations with others uh, that uh, where you know art would manifest itself uh, not so much in, in in physical let's say exhibitions or uh, installations uh, so more like event-based or discursive or kind of like uh, one-time things, conversations, uh, things where you can just, you know, uh, bring yourself and, 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 and the work is basically there, you create it together. Um, so the first um, thing what I started to do is that uh, um, we opened our house uh, for six months. Uh, we basically run a semi-public space from from our spare room uh, in Delshave, in our previous home. And during that period, we had several guests uh, coming to basically with a question for them to take a break from their practice and and come and join us for. S- some sort of a residency mm-hmm. and take a break from their studio, take a break from from the projects that they've been working on at the moment and 
kind of like uh, yeah, sink in and, and, and be uh, within the home of our family. Right. And each of the artists had some, I think, two weeks, yeah, two weeks working period uh, where we would always have, uh, yeah, kind of intense get-togethers with the family and uh, dinners and conversations. And each time there would be, at the end, a public moment. So people would be invited by us and by the artists and we would, yeah, sort of uh, create an again an open space for others to 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 witness what we've been going through for two weeks, and that project was called Guest Room. Okay. And after that, I knew that yeah, that's something that I really was enjoying doing, and and for me it was always a matter of like you know I, with everything that I was saying already before, like, you know, having a job or income and then being able to, I don't know, having a studio, how to afford to have a studio, yeah. how to go on residency. Even I, I knew this kind of classical uh, way of running my artistic practice is never going to work for me. My husband had a fixed job back then. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, there was no even a, uh, yeah, there were no even residences for, for artist parents back then, yes? So this is only something that maybe starts now, but it's still like a, a very... Well, uh, and I'm, I, I would like to know about these things because I don't... Well, there is a few, but, but really a yeah. few that you can, yeah, that you can find. So, so for me, it was more like, okay, how I can bring people... Uh, either from different cities or from abroad, from a uh, country where I come from. I come from Poland. I didn't say that before. <laughs> but, uh, so kind of like, yeah, how to, how to connect to the world without really leaving uh, my hometown where I'm based <laughs> now. It's, yeah. it's, um, <coughs> excuse me. it's interesting. I've been, I've been reading up on, on a, a couple of things and there was uh, uh, an essay published last year by Hattie Judah, uh, and that was part of uh, representation of female artists in Britain during 2019, and it was produced last year. Um, and she has written many interesting pieces about artistry of artists and, and motherhood and things like that. But the, they did a research on the impact and uh, and, and things like that of uh, motherhood on artists um, in Britain, and but almost everything just applies on mm -hmm. what we're talking about now and she uh, one of the things that she writes is that um, motherhood can also change an artist's access to space and that is exactly what you're saying with less freedom to work and the financial pressure of a family many give up their studio while their children are young and work instead from home um, and it also even says exactly what you said in your introduction um, namely Many also switched to media better suited to a few stolen hours, video, sound, photography, and even textile work rather than painting. Working from home to precludes materials, tools, or a messy environment potentially hazardous to a young child. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, th is, this is what she said, and this is what apparently a lot of people, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of artists have gone through. And you have put that to, um, y you have sort of made that your call uh, business as an artist, actually, mm -hmm. your home. Yes, it's become the center of yes everything you do. Um, well, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, trying to to the now 
think even in chronologically, just to to bring a story back to what I was saying. So first, uh, after guest room, I knew I wanted to to continue working this way. Uh, but it was also like you know six months negotiation also in yeah in your family uh, life how you actually yeah. really manage this kind of uh, open space so then um, I moved uh, my practice outside of home uh, but with uh, you know still remaining within within conditions of for example working hours so I found a, a cheap space in Delshaven where I could uh, basically run projects from um, I established this project space called Upominki which means gifts in Polish and I really had this kind of idealistic idea back then to uh, make it sort of uh, self-sustainable through the different exchanges and right. whether financial or 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 yeah kind of object based uh, labor hours and stuff like that and um for me it was also the at the core was that you know i could totally um determine my own kind of working conditions and and hours and what i'm doing and when uh, yes. with uh, bruno uh, next to me and I did that for for five years, um, and then we moved places uh, with my family, and and in the new home we could actually bring Upominki back inside. Back inside, because uh, yeah, back in the old house that would not uh, yeah I think our marriage would not survive also. <laughs> <laughs> continue that for that many years, and uh, yeah, and now the house is bigger, so now it's a different uh, different story also. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna move to Priscilla because you you also work uh, or you work you reside at the Wilde Vete. Mm-hmm. Um Do they? Um, is that a space where you could bring your child easily? We build um, we build a greenhouse for our baby inside the studio with the idea that right. you know when she's very small she can sleep there and mm-hmm. it worked for the first like three <laughs> months when they only sleep yeah <laughs> now she's a terrorist inside the studio she <laughs> <Yeah>. loves it <laughs> when it's raining we go there to play <laughs> um but um yeah it's not uh, it's not necessarily a, a very safe environment um the greenhouse is very safe but she doesn't yeah. want to be in the greenhouse all the time so <laughs> no the world is a lot bigger yes. than that now. yeah but yeah. is it is it because you talked about uh, residencies yes. um, as well. What was it for you? Yeah, so when I was pregnant, I applied to several residencies and I was um, lucky to be selected for Capacete in Brazil. Uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, uh, the residency didn't ah, take place. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were they were ready to have a baby there. They were already getting the furniture and all excited. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> was it something that you had to ask for? I said I said that I had I said I had a baby, and they said that's no problem. We will we will get uh, we will get furniture and, uh, and things like that. Little cars or seats. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, they got <laughs> very excited, and I was excited. It felt me. It made me feel very welcomed and and safe. I can imagine. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. There was no. another residency that I um, that I was going to in Switzerland, and unfortunately, they don't accept babies. And that was that. I, then I had to say no. I was very yeah. frustrated with this because they also didn't give me the explanation exactly why. Well, and that that's you know. something that I, I think mm. that is 
well, where I wanted to come to as well, the the idea that you get to a point of sort of motherhood discrimination uh, uh, as a fact that having a baby then uh, prohibits you to actually... Well yeah, certain spaces might not be equipped or, you know, I, I don't know exactly the reasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did another residency in, in Hotel Maria Capel uh, when, when River was three, four months old. Yeah. Um, but it's not so. F- it's not exotic. It's in Horn. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't it, really matter if it's yes. if it's. It, it just it just more the the, the reason because it gives you a space to um, yeah. create and yeah. uh, you yeah. need if they provide for you and your baby yeah. then that's it doesn't matter if it's here or if it's Switzerland or Brazil yeah. or yeah uh, yeah. logistically is a bit more simple but um, yeah. it was it was uh, it was possible to to do the residency yeah but yeah. But will you be do continue uh, looking for residencies in the future, or are you applying for more? Uh, not at the moment. No, I'm working on different projects. Yeah, yeah. And has uh, the besides that, besides residencies, has uh, having a baby has it impacted you on your? Is there? Do you work differently now? Mm, I don't think so. I mean. She is part of some artworks that I'm making now uh, because it's a lot of fun <laughs> to include <laughs> her. Um, but I, has, I haven't changed, like Veronica, it's a very much conscious decision, really awareness that you have about the conditions you work. I, for me, it hasn't changed that much or consciously yet. No. Yeah. No, but it, I, I don't think it's it, it's necessarily it necessarily means mm. that your your child has become like the center of your the way that you work or that your artwork itself, but maybe more that the the way that you go about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Consciously, I I don't know yet no. if that is applicable. Yeah, it's so it's just making changes. I I did stop painting uh, as well because of the pigments and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, there was also other reasons to to stop it. It was just one of the reasons to stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. And you, you, uh, Charlene, you already said that you you made your baby part of the performance. Yes, and and I also enjoy it like amazingly. It's, but it's it was also a choice that we we talked about it before that we want to have a family life and not like. A private life and a public life and a professional life and a, like uh, all these separate yeah. parts. So, so it was also a choice that we wanted to look for a way to create our own art world, art world, um, <laughs> a world that works for us. Yeah. Um, and and as you say, where the baby is not like the only center, but where you can like de- keep developing yourself and see how you can play with everything that is possible and everything that is impossible. Um, but <laughs> as you do, also me, I uh, stopped painting. <laughs> not because of the because I paint with acrylics, so it's not like about the chemical, uh, the chemicals or something. But it's like I'm lucky in this moment that I'm in a period with a lot of deadlines. I think so. We have exhibitions, performances, etc., that are planned, and all the things yeah. that are planned are possible. But often, yeah, normally I I get a lot of ideas through painting. It's not that I would see it as my first practice, let's say, but it's well, it's my first practice because many things start from painting, mm-hmm. ideas and and thoughts and and other projects, etc. So, and this free time, let's say, that I just go to the studio and that I just paint, yeah. 
well, it's only three months, of course, into motherhood, but I didn't find this time in the past three no. months, and it doesn't look like I will <laughs> find it in upcoming <laughs> months. Um, so, so this changed, yeah, and and I think, yeah, I'm just very grateful for the deadlines. I think because they push you to to keep, yeah, to keep to keep working and to deliver, and not only like start things and then it get lost in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also another a bit that I read in the Guardian about from uh, Hadley Freeman. Um, her, the title of her piece was "Do Women Really Need to Choose Between Motherhood and Art?" Um, it's two years old, but it's still very relevant, especially now. And um, I also found this interview that uh, was done with you, uh, Veronica. Um, that was also a couple of years ago when uh, Rotterdam Futurestad. Um, about you, um, and the, the, it starts with uh, Veronika Zielinska is a mother, an artist, and um, the creator of Upominki. She doesn't make a difference between uh, work and private. Well, that's you explained all that. Um, but what I found was really interesting was that you said, uh, well, you came here as an au pair, <laughs> and then uh, that, that's not the most interesting <laughs> part. <laughs> but you said, I wanted to study here at the, well, probably the Willem de Koning. And what has always, uh, what I've always been annoyed by was that the art world pretends that um, your private life doesn't exist. And uh, they expect you to not start about it and that there won't be any problems. And then you uh, talk about that you. Uh, had to wait one point that you'd be late for an appointment because you had to wait until your partner came home and that you had to take care of your child, which is what happens all the time. Um, and then uh, the answer was, well, tough luck. Um, so what I wanted to say was, because um, uh, this, it says, there shouldn't be, you say there shouldn't be a difference, and I'm, I agree with that personally. Well, until a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the part in this, it says, uh, so it's the effect of the art world and art on, on, on parenthood. And you, I just ask you, what uh, effect does it have? And in this piece by, uh, by Hadley Freeman, it says, um, a writer friend once told me that she loses two books with each child she has. But then you come back motivated and write differently than you would have before. So who can define what is actually lost? And I think that's a really interesting point of view because what do you lose when you don't realize it at first anyway oh <laughs> it's you change the way that you work you change the way that you make art or interpret it or uh, how you build your life it doesn't mean that you've actually lost something because you had a child it just means that it's different um and yeah so that's what i also what I, why I wanted to say that is because you said it's, I'm very happy that we have deadlines. Yeah. Um, because that's those are the things that you can do, mm -hmm. but to actually go into a studio and just yeah lie around in your hammock or paint. Yeah, but at this point I also don't miss that life, you know, because I made a very conscious this as naive as it was because you never know how motherhood is before you become a mother, but we made this decision very consciously. So yes. so I'm also not sad about, like, 
it could also have happened that we were not able to have children, let's say, and that we would be artists without children. Then you also lose something, you know, yeah. like or it would feel as a loss in some way. So it's just how life is going and how decisions have consequences. I think. Your life changes all the time. Yeah. You continuously make choices that will impact the rest of your life in some way or another. Yeah. Um, and if everything goes well, you keep uh, developing yourself or and, and make choices which will make you go in it into a different way. Having children, I think, is, is part of that. Um, you, I wanted to ask Veronica one question because you, uh, you both said, and I, I, uh, for me, it's the same. I made a very conscious decision to have children because you had children so much younger or still in school. Was it a conscious decision as well, or was it a bit of both, maybe? I think it's such a. <laughs> <laughs> strange question to ask I don't I mean like no because I can uh, imagine I that yeah. if it's if it's not planned it has a different but impact on your what does that matter no it's well uh, that's the question does it matter I don't think it matters it's uh, you know we live in the Netherlands I don't live in Poland uh, today uh, True. and that would be such a different story if mm. I would live in Poland today so um yeah, I mean, no, that that's what I mean. So yeah. it was it was a probably was maybe then a bit of both. No, it was not exactly at that point. But to have it, to actually have the child, yes, that's a conscious decision that you make. But I guess I, I was just it's such a different uh, stage of my life and everything happening around that, uh, uh, and I and maybe it's also you know. If matter of personality and uh, your uh, ideas that you have like for your life that it's you know you can plan certain things but you also cannot plan I mean what yeah. Charlene said you, mm. it could turn out that uh, somebody wants to have children and in the end cannot yeah actually. no that's that's so um, and this is really how I live my life. I mean, uh, I I I can yeah. fully I I understand where I you're coming from. And it's really about like so so even about this talking about this consciousness or not. I think it's really a matter of at certain point like welcoming and accepting the changes that mm. are that are taking place uh, in your in your close surrounding that that, that directly affects you. So. Uh, I just always knew that I wanted to be a mother. Yeah. And that's like the first and foremost uh, reason why, yeah, why I am here. That's yeah. So, uh, and I can imagine some people have a strong feeling, uh, have, have not that feeling for maybe for all their life or, or for yeah. many years. So in that sense, that's why it's not a relevant question for me, mm -hmm. you know, because it's very personal, so I can tell you, yeah, I always wanted to be a mother, but whether it's planned or not, I mean, I don't know how to answer. No, no actually, what I maybe I should, the, the, what I meant was um, more, not, not so much if it yeah. was like, uh, but more, <laughs> because I can imagine that um, um, what happens nowadays is that um, people postpone having children um, because of, a lot of things, uh, but also because it has an impact on you personally as an artist. 
And so in that way, I that's the question more. Was it a conscious decision? Was it like a, a planned thing that you said, well, now is the time because that works well with my with the idea that I have of how my career will look like. Um, and, and, and that's also, I mean, it doesn't have to be and, yeah. and it can be at the same time as well. Um, I don't know because... Uh, you, uh, you both, uh, Priscilla and Charlene, you both said it was a very conscious decision to, well, in in one way or the other. A- again, even if you have the idea, it doesn't mean that it will actually work out that way. I I know that from my personal, uh, uh, that's my personal story. But was it, um, Priscilla, was it for you a, a very? Because you said it was a, a conscious decision that you mm-hmm. had children, or do you, that you have a child. Um, did any of that have to do had to do with where you were in your career? I think that played a role, yes, because we would talk uh, uh, very frequently, or we would check with each other. Should we have children? Until there was one time we said, oh, "Let's give it a try. Why not?" <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, there was a few years that we were. But that was more on a, on a personal level than it had anything to do with your. I think it was professionally as well, not in terms of building a career, but finding a bit uh, the, the space to in which we work. So it's all about, to a certain extent, it's all about creating the environment that you yeah. feel um, more adapted to to work. And, and so, yeah, so that took a few years to, to find out, okay, let's work as artists, educators, teachers, you know. Yeah. Finding what we what we liked, and then yeah, and then there was I think there was space. Yeah, and Charlene. Yeah, I think uh, it goes for me as well that it was also not professionally planned or like the best time or something. More the realization that the best time would never come. I think, yeah. <laughs> and but that I found some kind of balance with stress for deadlines and tiredness after projects. I think I remember like in the past years I was always like. I'm so tired now. I cannot imagine now coming home and then there is a child saying like, mama, mama. <laughs> like yeah. So, and because we have this collective in in Congo, I wanted to go to Congo and I didn't really see how to do it. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of except the mosquitoes and like the dirty water and like all this. And for myself, I'm not afraid to take these risks, malaria and all the diseases that you could mm-hmm. have, etc. But with a baby, that's like slightly different. And you don't fly to Congo for just one week and no. leave your baby at your parents or something. So, so that was like somewhere in my head. I was like, okay, for two um, consecutive summers, or how you say, like two summers. I want to be in, want to spend in Congo and then maybe afterward and then my doctor just said like please don't get pregnant uh, in the first five months after returning and then I was like okay then let's wait for five more months and then you're in another project with a deadline and you yeah. think like let's wait until this deadline passed and then and, and then, then also we come to this point like <laughs> let's just start because the good moment will never come <laughs> you're never prepared for no. But there's it. there's a lot of pressure and eh? also like yes. being getting older mm-hmm. and well that's it yeah, yeah. I, I mean you, you and becoming well, getting older how far along are you in your career and what do you still want to achieve or not is that still possible when you have kids um, is it also uh, because we have to round up this conversation Probably. with uh, with Charlene because she has to leave us and then uh, uh, someone else will uh, take a seat and then we continue in a 
slightly different direction. So I would like to know um, from you, did you ever experience or are you experiencing some form of um, pregnancy then or motherhood discrimination or do you ever feel that having a child now makes it more difficult for you to... Are you being perceived in a different way? Me? Like, yes, I think what you. is actually super nice, what I realize in Warm, actually, I'm like the first mother who keeps working there at right. this point. Um, and all my colleagues are super excited and ask me like, okay, what should we do so that you can like breastfeed or that you can uh, change a diaper or like, do you need anything like this? <laughs> so so I, you did I have like the positive discrimination, well, I think. <laughs> so yeah, so that's like an amazing thing to experience. Um, and, and I think it's also like the organization, it, it, yeah, it came from like a very male based organization and it's changing over time. And I think there is also really this want to make it possible for the people working there to have children and mix it like with, with the professional life. Um, so that's like only like a good thing. And yeah, has that, has that changed uh, in the last couple of years in at Warm? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but the the team changed a lot in yes. the past couple so of years. Yeah, why, when uh, I started in 2016, I was like the first woman on a programming uh, job, let's yeah. say, on a project programming position. We had Mariette, of course, doing the feminist festival for a long time already. Yeah. Um, but now it's much more mixed, and that's uh, only in good. That that's good that improves way. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the rest no I don't think I, I know like my Congolese colleagues they were like they were always calling me mama already like <laughs> in Congo you are a mama like it doesn't matter if you have children or not you are a mama and now I'm like a mama but I still do performances and then, so now I'm a strong mama you know yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I d- yeah I don't uh, experience anything well, that that that's good that at this <laughs> moment <laughs> these things are good things to do and uh, Priscilla sorry I'm, I'm sure there is some discrimination, but I, I'm completely oblivious to, to it and <laughs> ignore it. <laughs> but, you know, I come from a very conservative country. Portugal still yeah. has the mother as, like, the center. The mother doesn't work, should, ta- should take care of the children. Kindergarten for babies, my God, don't do that. You yeah. Know? So, <laughs> so, yeah, but in Portugal you have the support structure of... of the family. Of the family. Well. Family yeah. takes care of, of the children. So, yeah, I'm, um, and the same happens for the father. I think there's also discrimination, but um, we, we, I think we ignore it. We just, um, we, we try to find ways, positive ways of working. And, um, yeah. So it doesn't affect, it hasn't no. affected me. No. Veronica. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that you have such a only positive <laughs> experiences. <laughs> yeah, I think things have been changing uh, for the past few years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you were saying yourself that uh, that that um, yeah, I guess I was always seen as the 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 young mother or something, which really was bothering me because like. Sorry. Who is there to actually <laughs> say that I'm young or whatever yeah, middle no. age or, or like you know we 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 hear some uh, you know in in biology when you are above thirty you are geriatric mother right yes. like I mean this all no, is really like off, yeah just, uh, <laughs> yeah so happy with that too. so uh, yeah 
No, but I, I, I definitely mm. had uh, negative and discriminatory experiences uh, back when when Bruno was little. So, so with the first uh, firstborn child. Um, but then over the years, yeah, you you um, you become your skin become thicker. And you just uh, don't care. So yeah. I'm happy to hear that you already have that attitude because for me it took some time. It took yeah. some time. But also uh, uh, the fact that I created my own working space or working conditions where uh, where I would uh, host other people. So so I would also it w there was also about like you know uh, there are certain things you just don't say it here because. Uh, uh, I mean, you can tr like you, I. I had once a situation. That's the one that I referred to in in this yeah. interview that that um, that you were talking about. That was actually that took place in my space, and that was really really uh, heavy for me to to hear that kind of comment. Uh, you know, on the territory that sort of. Your, your territory. I don't want to say that it's my territory, but I thought, or I wanted to be to to make it like, yeah, it's neutral. It's like, uh, you know, space where we meet. It's not an institution. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, okay, I started it. You might see that it belongs to me, but I I created also for you. So you don't get here to talk to me uh, when I can go to pick up my child or not. Yes. No. And and that was like, okay. This is like this, my boundaries are like okay till here and no further. No further. Yeah. And yeah. Right, you <laughs> are. <Yeah. laughs> um, I myself had uh, one. It's it's. I had both. I I both got offered a job when I was uh, uh, already very much pregnant. Um, as uh, I lost a job uh, when uh, I was when I had just given birth, and I got. Uh, the the job I lost was one that I loved very much, um, but it was uh, as a booker for uh, uh, for Kapia at one point. No bad mousing here, by the way. <laughs> and that had more to do with uh, communication from uh, the people that I worked with at the time, who thought that I would not, probably didn't want to come back yeah. as a booker uh, because I had a baby, and, and I, I said. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> whatever did give you that idea. The, the, the same person who's, who said so, who thought that that was my idea, just had, had just become a father as well. Mm. And uh, I was just thinking, well, why am I different from you in that sense? And then everything, eventually everything worked out in the end. But I was just, I was flabbergasted because I never thought that, that something like that would actually happen. Mm-hmm. You wanted to say something. I, I think that thought comes to the mind of many people. You know, yeah. even even women have that thought. You know, that yeah. because you have a baby, you might not have the time. Yeah. You know, that, that it's it's a, a form of discrimination as well. It is, but it's so enraged in us. You, you, know, you probably don't have the mindset for it anymore. And I thought, no. well, mm -hmm. that's up to me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, that is yeah. not true. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna wrap this first yes. part of the conversation up. Thank you very much, Charlene. Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope it was uh, it, it, it was really nice to chat about these things and I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing you in the in your other performances yes, and you're you. working at Warm. Yeah, I'm very happy to get to know you a bit better by this. Yeah. Super nice. 
Thank you. Thank you. Priscilla, will you be staying or because you can just, uh, uh, if you want to, please. I have a bit of a dilemma with kindergarten <laughs> and, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not going to join. That's okay. That's okay. Or should I join Thank for you. a little bit? You can join for a little bit as well. A little um, bit? Yeah. Okay, a little bit. I join for a little bit more. And welcome back for part two of this Rotkapje Radio talk about um, artists, the the impact of motherhood and pregnancy, or well, more the other way around, uh, on artists. Um, the first part we had um, Veronica, and I just put away my uh, Veronica Zilinska. I'm sorry, I forgot your uh, last That's name. Okay. <laughs> and you've 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 said so much already. We had Priscilla Fernandez and Charlene uh, Andriessens. Um, now uh, Priscilla and Charlene had to leave due to uh, well kids uh, <laughs> having to be picked up just exactly what we've been uh, talking about and uh, joined us now is uh, uh, Sana Naut um, Sana can you tell me a bit about yourself and why did we think it was a good idea to invite you <laughs> <laughs> good question uh, yeah hi uh, I'm Sana I am the uh, co-founder of Mom Inc uh, a platform for ambitious parents, well, in first first moms, but also dads, and that uh, want to have a new balance in their ambition. They had first uh, in career, in work, and uh, and then they realized I have also ambition in having my children and raising them and being a mom. And we, we, me, and my uh, partner, um, yeah, we realized this ourselves in in our process of becoming a mom in the transition to motherhood, that the first um, thoughts we had about motherhood was just something we did aside. Our jobs, yes. our careers, our jobs and career were our uh, identity. And the shift in identity towards motherhood were for both of us very uh, rocky roads. And mm -hmm. uh, we had to find out the hard way that it was uh, something to take care of, to be conscious of, of how, how, what, what kind of person am I now? I'm a mom. Um, what perspective do I have on work yes. and time? And uh, yeah, so uh, when we realized that this was happening and we, we were not told about this process of the <laughs> transformation to being a mom and to being a working mother, um, and we both felt very, very bad about that. We, we were we sick, uh, burnout, we, well, the whole shebang. Yeah. <laughs> and we started uh, doing research about this, this time, this, what they call the fifth trimester, the, mm -hmm. the, um, yeah. when, you, when you transition from being on maternity, maternity leave to uh, being a working mother or working parent. And we uh, found that there was a lot of uh, uh, numbers that were very, very alarming. Yeah. A lot of people are uh, falling out of the workplace, workforce, yes. um, due to uh, physical or mentally not being yeah, able to manage it all yes. because, uh, yeah, well, a lot of things. <laughs> now, I would like to sort of, uh, the, the fifth trimester, that's something that happens to all of us. Um, what I've always been very vocal about, maybe not like on my social media or anything, but to people who haven't asked but I will tell that um, 
Um, you you are also a mother, right? Yeah, Be of course. That's yeah, how, that's yeah, how it started. You 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 don't make this stuff up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realized I I always felt that way, but I realized once I had my first child um, that maternity leave here. We, this conversation is being held here in Rotterdam, in the Netherlands. Um, a lot of things are very well taken care of. Uh, Childcare is is very it's quite easily accessible. Uh, we have all these funds that we that make it affordable or more affordable. Um, if you compare it to different f- to other countries, what I do think is that besides the fact that it's very complicated system, the whole uh, 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 mm. funding for childcare and and things like that is that we are one of the few countries in the world who have a very short maternity leave a very short maternity leave yeah. and uh, it has nothing to do with not wanting to work or go back to work but i found that 16 weeks in total and then i heard my mom say well i only had six weeks <laughs> well we're in 2021 right now and yeah. uh this should not be uh, uh, an issue anymore and that's besides the fact that uh, fathers have even less uh, or that they're not even being really being taken into account here in the Netherlands yeah um, 16 weeks is a very short time to get uh, between brackets I'm saying this to get yourself back together yeah <laughs> because yeah. By the time that you've finally found some sort of routine with your child, you have to throw everything overboard and you have to go back to work, uh, f- uh, go back to child, find childcare, uh, have, have to come to terms with the fact that you have to look for childcare, you have to come to terms that you're still physically not. Yeah. Uh, so that fifth trimester, I think here in the Netherlands, is even is a lot it's a lot harder than in a lot of other countries because it comes a lot quicker. Yeah, I think that's a that's one of the uh, one big part yeah. of the problem that it's too soon. Um yeah, some women experience very uh, traumatic birth. Yes. Um have uh, C-sections that are uh, very very uh, demanding for your body yeah. and before your body has been uh, totally recovered then your mind starts to uh, adjust to the motherhood situation so that's what we see we have uh, uh, yeah because we see this problem thir- and, and the research says 30% of women uh, get sick 30% yeah and another 30% experience really uh, high high levels of stress in the combination of work and motherhood during motherhood I mean that's not the first no. month from mother- and I, we think it's insane so what we believe is that we, we forgot somehow to put children in our working society. We, we have emancipation, we have feminism, very nice. We, uh, we have same equal rights in work, uh, yeah. in the workplace. But then we somehow forgot that uh, the, the impact of motherhood, of giving birth, the impact of the transition to becoming a mom, we, we've just forgot about putting that somewhere in, in our work society and in our expectations. And because you said it yourself, it's not something you really talk about, the transition. No. And uh, we, we, it's just not a topic. I just heard in the first uh, uh, talk that it's also a taboo, the motherhood in, in the art world. It's not just in the art world. It's also, you're also selling out if you're very ambitious, if you are yes. a CEO and you're a mom, you're ashamed of 
telling that you're becoming pregnant because how can you do that Jeff I thought you were ambitious <laughs> yeah yeah so and and as a, a I mean uh, again as a as a a man you never there's no absolutely no consequences no. I mean there's been so many um, um, research of course that a man becomes worth more once he's become a father yep. and a woman becomes less yeah becomes worth less and that's why i think it's very interesting um veronica because uh, i don't know if you uh, heard she you incorporated instead of uh uh giving into the fact that you've become a mother and you're an artist and and hide one from the other you've completely incorporated that um your your family is part of you as an artist and the other way around um, yeah yeah what uh, you've been just saying i mean um, you know we we have 21st century uh, uh we are in what fourth wave of feminism but uh, we still uh uh once we become mothers once we enter the the motherhood uh, um yeah reality uh, we we realize that uh, feminism has totally uh, failed actually recognizing uh, motherhood as as part of uh, the whole struggle against uh, against patriarchy and against yep. uh, our neo liberal society right uh, and that no matter uh, yeah the the work field uh, where you are in yeah and as for men uh, becoming a father yeah that uh, becomes uh, a huge value even it's it's being uh, research on that uh, men uh, uh, tend to uh, receive more salary after they become yeah. uh, um, fathers. Yeah, and women uh, usually they uh, they um, they go down in salary. They go down, or they yeah. decrease their working days, which is also going Part automatically uh, affecting their their salary. So, uh, yeah, uh, and for me, it's uh, also uh, a matter maybe of actually. Uh, uh, yeah, you could call it maybe some sort of an activistic uh, maybe uh, work <laughs> then, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, no, you you can say, yes, I can still do valuable things. Uh, yes, on different terms. Uh, but I can still be part of something uh, bigger than... And that's, yeah. a, I mean, you say on different terms. And mm -hmm. that, I think, is the whole, maybe the what the whole conversation is about not this particular one but that we should have why are those different terms compared to what to the terms that have been set by by who who decided what hmm. were the right terms it's okay now we don't have to go down <laughs> this, this, this well this hole, but that's i think that's sort of the core of the of the whole yeah. thing is that who decided on what the terms for uh being su successful and again i say that's between uh, in between brackets um uh why is it successful what is uh what 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 is success for you personally and why is consumerism and capitalism if we take it all the way that's yeah. sort of that's what we're up against so in a society that's based on that and is completely focused on uh, a capitalistic way of of how we view things being successful means that you have to uh, work and um, put all your energy and and feel in that and if it doesn't matter if you're an artist a musician a ceo or whatever uh, being successful means uh, work hard work hard and 
earn a lot. Yeah. And and climb the ladder with climb, without yes. any uh, interruption, yeah, yes. In, without break. Yeah, we think it's a linear process. <laughs> yes. Like yes. you start yes. when you you start you stop your study and you you end. As but a life is not a linear process no. No. Uh, at all, and I I don't think for for anyone. Um, but I really uh, the the woman who come to us uh, we we. we coach and we have programs yes, for uh, explain a bit what you you founded mom inc what does it do what do you yeah we we first we we focused on the transition to to back to work um but then we realized it's just not yeah this is the where you where you make your foundation you you, you go back and you make your first balance you try to do it all but then we we, we noticed that the 30 percent of stress uh, was still there so we also try to we we organize programs for women and uh uh, well, there's one father in our program <laughs> right now. <laughs> He's the good. first. Yes, I was very shocked. Uh, I panicked, but <laughs> it's really, really <laughs> nice. He has actually the same, uh, yeah, things and struggles, but from a different perspective. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But we also want to, um, yeah. So we we help women find their own balance and to to lose their expectations, their own, because what you say, who yeah. who, who who decided this was the norm, but most of the norm is in ourselves it's so crazy the 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 ambition we have or the expectation how you should work when when are when is your day uh, a success when uh, when you feel good about yourself it's it's insane how how much pressure we put on ourselves yeah. and nobody's telling you to stop working or to just start working again full time it's just the the yeah maybe also our cultural baggage from how how did you raise how were you raised how did your mom uh, did she stay home or did she work full time? And what's the expectation she put on you? Well, we have a whole well, there generation there after generation. I mean, that is actually I can say from my perspective, I was raised by both parents, um, uh, but both of them worked, um, so I was always raised with the fact that it's possible. Um, I know I don't, don't know very much when I was very little, but that's always given me. There has never been my perspective or the the, th the way I perceive things. So having a child is not something that was ever ha having him go to daycare, for instance, for my first. There was never any doubt that I would do that because I had a really really great time uh, when I was little oh, yeah. at, at daycare. But then again, I have a lot of women who say, "I, I, I thought." This was just, I was going to do this. He was going to daycare. There was no problem. This is because no, then no, I would take care. And yeah. then the day comes. It's like, oh, hell no. No, but in, in a sense that for me, it was not, um, I've never seen it as uh, uh, putting my child away. Or, but it, I, I saw it as a place that he would really enjoy being. So there was a different mindset because I had a really good um, I, I myself was really happy when I went to daycare and I, I still know uh, kids from oh, that really? period. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so to me, there was not, he wasn't going to get, my kids are not going to daycare because they, because we need to work, but no. because it's an extension of what we can give them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I can only give them so much in terms of, uh, of, of other kids or uh, of experiences. And so there is a different way, there's a different reasoning to why my kids are going to daycare. Now, the fact that my elders had to go also when he was still very, very young, that was a bit difficult, yes. 
um, but that yeah, had but more the, to do with... the thing with that, I, that I found very interesting is that when you, before you become a mom, you are very in, your intention is you don't have a problem with this daycare, it's, it's good for him, it will be nice. But then the, the, the unexpected uh, urge for caring, the unexpected um, feeling that you, sh- you are the one that should take care of it, and this comes in the way of the of the, the your ambition in your career of, of your it's conflicting like sh- true mm, true that, that is also part but i think it's it's because i have had such good experiences myself there is a different way yeah i was a bit more relaxed yeah. in that so i'm not saying that i didn't have any problems with it <laughs> it was just a different way of viewing things and then the daycare that they're going to both of them is just the most amazing place but that's uh that's, a, that's something we'll exchange else change addresses later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right <laughs> Um, but I do think that that is um, that 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 does make things different, and also the fact that my partner is uh, we are there, we're th- completely at the same level of everything we do and the amount of care and work. We had a really because he's also uh, an artist and he works from home. Um, it made it a lot easier yeah. at the beginning because we could do it together. And that also made it easier, the transitioning to going back to work and finding my way. I was very lucky in that. I think this is, you say you're lucky, but you did well, it. You no, it's not <laughs> lucky. You, you but organized it this way. But I think this is a key into, the tr- into a good balance, into a yeah. good transition. Is the, is the dad, he's, yeah, we still... Your partner. The partner, yeah. or yeah, sorry, the partner, of course. Uh, but it's very in in heterosexual relationships. It's a much bigger problem. Yeah. Uh, and we still ask women, uh, "How do you do it? How much? How much do you care? How much do you work?" And we no never ask uh, fathers this. No. It was two days ago in the news that the new prime minister of Germany yes. is she capable? She, she has two kids. Can she lead? Like uh, I thought, one of the mm. best memes was uh, it was uh, uh, I I was the. I fixed it so the 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 news headline said yeah, is she capable of leading yeah. the country with two yes, small kids she is <laughs> and then in, there was a whole difference yes she is yeah yes she can yeah because that's the only answer there is we are we're not we didn't ask Boris Johnson if he was still capable we knew that he wasn't capable <laughs> of <yeah>. doing anything <laughs> properly when yeah. he was becoming did we ask him are you actually capable of becoming a father again do you think that's such a good idea at this age at this age, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that we could ask him. But, yeah. that's but I think <laughs> what, what you've both been saying is very important, but it all comes to a point that uh, in the end, in the Netherlands, comparing to other European countries, we just don't have choice. Yeah. So, and often it's... Uh, uh, what do you mean? No choice. Uh, um, well, you have to go back to work. You have to. For many women, you have to go back to work because uh, uh, simply as that you 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 cannot afford to uh, to just stay at home, right? So, or uh, you go to work in order to keep your job. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, you, you have you, you to. Put, I'm sorry. I have to rephrase it. You you bring your child to daycare in order to keep your job, and with that job, you may only uh, from now on uh, be able to pay for a daycare because the costs are so high. But still, you're doing it because otherwise you are afraid you're going to fall into, you know, uh, yeah. you, you're going to fall out basically. And and I think that in in the Netherlands mainly the there's always this this uh, talk about how 
it's like it's it's being seen as a positive as well as a negative. The positive is that there's so many uh, part-time workers, mm. uh, and that's especially moms. And that's also the negative because they always say because women only work. Most of the women just don't want to work full time. Don't want. <laughs> don't want to work full time. <laughs> they only work part time. Now I think that the question is not uh, why do they do that. I think the question is also why does it matter. Uh, that we work part-time. Why should that be... Um, <coughs> well, why should that be... Uh, uh, why should that not allow you to still uh, grow or uh, climb up the... the yeah, the that's, all, that's all a matter of perspective. Yes. If you think motherhood... Well, I just had an interview about uh, the, the topic that LinkedIn is now uh, giving you the option to say so motherhood uh, on your resume. And uh, I'm very pro... Uh, yes. doing that because uh, I think I, well for me I've never been more in growth is that a word <laughs> well <laughs> I've never been growing more than than becoming a mother it's I've been so much yeah it's just it's, it's such a big event that uh, yeah I think it has a, a place on my resume but then again I we also have mo- mothers or women uh, falling out because they had to had to or wanted to take care of their children sometimes yes. they're just sick or they yeah or you choose to go home uh, stay home and then the the yeah the the uvv or the the recruiters they advise you don't mention the kids yeah it's just a very d- they would d- never d- ask the men that they oh. would never ask um i had one interview once and that was again for a job in the um because that's also this discussion is 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 quite interesting also because the the cultural sector the the artist world is being seen is always been seen as progressive mm-hmm. um which is it which it is in a certain point except when it comes to gender roles uh it's a very very uh, conservative notion uh, that women still have certain well if you become a mother then you sold out you you've sold out to the the you're part of the bourgeoisie mm-hmm. and and things like that and i got the question i just had um a very very interesting job interview a couple of years ago when i just had my first one and that would mean that i also had to work uh irregular hours uh had to travel the country uh which i would have loved to do for that certain job uh, because it was really uh, uh it was all about my passion about music and um i was still in that place that i thought i could do this if i wanted to i could really nail this job and luckily in the interview setting one person asked one man of course asked me the question how i was going to do that with a child and then luckily another man uh chipped in and said i don't think that that's of any importance to us and i thought i was really happy because i thought well <laughs> i was sort of flabbergasted because i didn't think that it within that this situation this part of the the fact that we are in the in the left side of the this, uh, the world uh with with music and culture and everything and it's very progressive that i would have been asked this question and i did they did ask me that question i didn't get the job in the end but that was <laughs> due to different uh, things <laughs> yeah but that's the thing we 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 tend to think uh that uh creative sector or art world or whatever you call it it's it's uh, progressive just because yeah. uh, 
uh, we just so much stuck in our heads and and talking all these great uh, uh, concepts and theories. But when it comes really to practice, we just reproduce uh, <laughs> everything that is bad about uh, yeah the systems uh, where we are part of. But so I think yeah. it's also at when you start in the cultural sector in the in the art. Uh, I'm, I'm not an artist. I studied art and culture, so I. And I have a lot of friends that are really working their asses off for very low wages. And once you become a parent, you have different priorities, and you yes. have to ha- you have to put boundaries. And and the art sector or the cultural sector is not used to people putting up yes. boundaries. They're not yes. used to saying, "No, I'm sorry, I can't because I worked until five. Yeah, I want to travel, but only then and then under these conditions." They we're not used to it because everybody's always saying yes because there's not so much work, a lot of people who are really passionate about work, yeah. and then we think passion will pay for the bills, or passion will yeah. <laughs> be everything, it's the it's answer. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so good for your resume, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's also about, st- yeah, but this, uh, this is a discussion that's, I think, always <laughs> happening in the art, but it's about professionalizing your own uh, mentality as, a, as organizations, and, uh, but it's not just the art world, we also advise um, organizations about um, parent-proof policy. Yeah. So how can you as a as a employee employer uh, yeah help your parents because they are not just bothering well, you with their And what are the things that you what do you tell them or what and what kind of companies or, or uh, employers come to you or do you do you find them? Uh, both. <laughs> we try to uh, go at to, to where we see there's a lot of uh, gain. Uh, but now we were working with a, a healthcare uh, situ- uh, uh, organization that also has a lot of women that uh, and and a lot of work with irregular hours. A lot of mm-hmm. yeah, you have you're not doing that just half. You're not yeah. from with with your mouse clicking. You have to be there and you have to totally be there. So it's a, a very lot of people who are falling out of the workforce in the in the care in the healthcare. Yeah, in healthcare. Yeah. So and what we do is we try to find. Um, First, we, we have to put this notion, because you don't know. If you're not a parent or you're a parent who done it all, it's like the uh, ontgroening, how do you call it? When you're, when you, some have the notion that I did it, so you can do it. Yeah. Like your mom, I had six weeks. Come on, you can have, yeah. y- y- you have 12. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, had a, I was CEO, and I did education, and I did, uh, so be tough, toughen yeah. up. And this is not the way you get healthy uh, em- employers, uh, employees. Sorry. So we try to or employers. Yeah, or know. employers yeah. also. Yeah, we try to put first the managers and in, in this concept of what's what you need as a as a parent and also to be vulnerable about your own private life. You're mm-hmm. not. You're not just. But you just said it. You're not uh, something else at work. You're the same. You, the things you ha- that 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 are in your private life important to you are still important at work but somehow we try to <laughs> boop, switch masks yeah. and just pretend nothing happened pretend you didn't sleep only for three hours mm-hmm. pretend your breasts are not bursting or i don't know mm-hmm. you have you're not talking about this so to open up and try to yeah to make this conversation easier and not just because it's also a little bit of a, a taboo and a mm-hmm. little bit scary about motherhood and women things. Yeah, like you're women not things ask- are, are yeah, scary. Yeah, <laughs> very scary. Anyways. You're not asking for a tampon in in yeah. public. It's a little bit the same. Like you're not. You say yeah, it's hormones, <laughs> and it's just part of it. It's not. It's not. It's hap- It's happening, and you need yeah. something. And to break this taboo and say uh, we we 
uh, accommodate these conversations and try to (laughs) get out the the first, (gasps) oh, yes, (laughs) and then it's like, oh, I can talk about this. Oh, you have this too. Like, colleagues literally don't know that you have the same issues. It's so important what you do that you incorporate your private life in your... Because you're a role model then, you, you let other people know it's okay. We have the same thing. Yeah. And fathers also think, oh, hey, this is happening. Oh, shit, where's my part in this? Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's true. So, but how do you, um, what do you advise? What sort of um, companies, when do they, when do companies come to you? Well, now some companies, I think it's not in the artwork, but they, ha- they, they struggle with keeping their staff. Yeah. employees so they then it's very important to have be a, a lifetime employer so there's yeah. a couple of moments in life where people need more support and this is a, a sort of a thing becoming a thing i think in uh, human resources to have a, mm-hmm. a plan for the whole life cycle um so that that's when companies start thinking about hey it's not just an asset or a a, pup, a puppet on one place it's people and if we accompany the people of uh, yeah a when we uh, help them yeah. in these situations, we're not just uh, giving them money for a performance, but mm-hmm. we have a bond and you have a better employer. You are a better employer, but nice employees that that have a, a connection. Yeah, you yeah. trust each other. So you don't uh, call in sick because you think of <laughs> no. Let it go. I'll just I'll just be sick because you don't you, you don't understand me. So you have more um, yeah. So the first step is to have this conversation, and most of the time, it's uh, employers come to us or organizations with problems like oh no, yeah. I cannot keep my women because they're leaving, or they have the the quota. Like yeah, this is I think it's a, a <laughs> nice bridge. One. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think that's the. If you want to have more women in the top, you have to start with this policy of, of child of the maternity leave. The, 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 to have a policy of when you come back, you're not just talking about your to-do list or what's ha- what happened when you yeah. when you went. It's also how are you? What do you need right now? Is it flexible hours? Is it just to build up? Is it do you need temporarily to uh, be at home? Uh, or well, yeah. and that's a, a because well you've incorporated incorporated, but the situation that we are still in now, um, COVID, the pandemic, everybody's been sort of uh, uh, been working from home, um, which is different than um, now, completely different than it was because uh, all of a sudden it is it has been possible for a lot of companies. Everybody had to switch that working from home is actually possible uh for a lot of people companies and it and that's the same as for the art world uh, uh all of a sudden things have sort of become more flexible um and parenthood and your children uh, family life has become an visible visible yeah you cannot hide it anymore no you no. can't hide it anymore no <laughs> and even though that uh there are companies now that really want to go back to how everything was i don't i do think but I, I don't know. Maybe you've noticed that in the in the, in the last year or so, um, that it's become more, um, well, uh, topic. Yeah, on topic. Yeah, yeah, on topic. Yeah, I think this is. Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, 
because what you said, you, you, you cannot hide your children. Uh, some people are very good in hiding their children. That makes it sometimes even worse in teams yeah. because then it's like, how does she do it? I, I'm, I'm yeah. failing. I'm <laughs> totally failing. My kids are everywhere and I'm not able to work concentrated. This is, it's not, I'm, I'm doing something wrong because look at them. They, they, yeah. they're, <laughs> so uh, it can be also <laughs> dividing, but if, uh, if you, it's a very big chance for, uh, for a team manager to, to see this and say, Hey, you have, you have, <laughs> you are a person, you have a life. Let's talk about this. Let's facilitate this conversation. And it's happening. Uh, a lot more, and also because of the the, the time, the the travel uh, travel time, yeah. time travel, no? <laughs> <laughs> time travel. That would be <laughs> this, would this be whole nice. pandemic opened yeah, this time, time travel, travel vortex. <laughs> yeah, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. No, the 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 commute. Commute. Uh, yes. Yeah. If you if you are used to having a consultancy job and you are just you should have been uh, out every morning at seven thirty, uh, putting your kids when the daycare didn't open because you had to. Yeah, rush into everything. Your day starts with zero uh, below zero. You have to yeah. come back with your first appointment at nine o'clock. So this, I see a lot of uh, parents, especially mothers, ah, uh, having a breathe. having yeah. a breathe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Besides, also, of course, the homeschooling and the stuff that's because that's that's, that's, that's a different. different yeah. yeah, that's a different subject. Yeah. Because how was that for you now? Uh, yeah, your kids uh, are a bit bigger. You don't have daycare, but you do have school. Yeah, so or sco- yeah, or homeschooling. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to refer to what you were saying, Sunday saying before. So before the subject of pandemic came mm-hmm. and everything, um, I think there was an important point that you made uh, that uh, within your organization, it's uh, like the idea is also to really bring people together and uh, and you know make them exchange their experiences so kind of like trying to fix things by uh really um uh, yeah opening up to certain conversations right and mm-hmm. and kind of like listening to each other and and finding out that uh, there's other people that uh, might have similar struggles and yeah. so so fixing it is not anymore an individual problem exactly and, yeah. Yeah. and something that is imp- uh, that i wanted to mention is that uh, um, you know, uh, we are here today and we, we have a nice conversation b- just before with Shalene and, and Priscilla and I was talking about that uh, it's always, you know, b- it becomes visible once you're really in it, mm-hmm. once you really experience it. So, uh, and that's that's really important to, to also know that, you know, um, there is networks. There is there is other artists uh, in England, in in the States, in in um, many different places, and even in the Netherlands that that actually have been working uh, um, with that principle, like mm-hmm. basically not thinking that we can, you know, change something immediately or or change the mentality uh, within uh, our networks or something or or the institutions that we are part of but uh, just by simply coming together and and exchanging and acknowledging that we do have similar experiences and even if it's just about really having a conversation that's already sometimes enough And holding that space, it's it's been very very valuable, and I'm happy to hear that. Obviously, these things are also happening in like more commercial sectors, or but um, so I wanted to just say, like for example, there is a, a very important uh, organization that I've been part of uh, that started. Uh, 
five, six years ago, that's called Mother Voices, that is a, a locally based Rotterdam-based foundation that actually is one of these um, um, yeah, it's 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 a network of of artists and and practitioners, but also theoreticians that actually have been uh, working with the ideas of of and 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 uh, yeah, ideas and 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 practices of motherhood and mm-hmm. how they influence and how they actually really uh, give new kind of meaning to 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 uh, to the work that we do, and. Um, yeah, and so so that's something that and and there is also many many things in, in like that happening, as I said in England. And the other thing is that uh, indeed the 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 question that you were now posing, Dagmar, like um, with COVID, yeah, everybody suddenly realized that uh, the stay-at-home mom uh, mm-hmm. is not just uh, you know something that you just do, or it's no. not you actually not doing anything. You just sit at home, <laughs> and from time to time, you I don't know, put something on the stove, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 we've seen that on television, even right? Yeah. Uh, and. I just I'm I'm skeptical whether this is gonna really go somewhere in terms of change. I, I think uh, on a very small scale. On a very uh, small scale, because you yeah. j- just looking at the world, yeah. uh, everything is going back. And, and right I must what it yeah, was before this, I, except yeah. I think if and you I'm tasted the relief of yeah. not rushing, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really hard to go back. Yeah, uh, yeah. at least full time. Um, uh, no, you probably it's, it's are I, expected I don't think to, but. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's uh, something to do with uh, uh, with the people, the 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 employees, yeah. but it's more that the employers, yeah. some of them are are really, and I I think that's all due to bad management, bad, yeah. um, um, and it doesn't matter in what sector uh, you you work, if you're not a really good, if you need people to be there all the time, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, because if you if you, I think you're a good manager. Uh, when it's also possible for people to work from different locations and still manage them to actually do the work that they should do. And if you have happy employees, then you have a better company. I totally agree, of course. But... um, um, Shall I answer still to the question? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, uh, very shortly. But, um, well, I I also have a... uh, well, I don't know how whether I should call it maybe day job or something. I, I yeah. guess uh, my artistic practice is maybe a night job or weekend job. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I work uh, at uh, at the art academy here in Rotterdam, and yeah, I have a quite responsible position there. I'm coordinating one department. So um, last year in March, uh, when it it really um, yeah it, it came heavy on me when mm-hmm. although I've been uh, doing work from home for many years and I'm used to doing that, uh, but as said before on my own terms, uh, mm-hmm. when I suddenly had to bring the institution to my home that was yeah. huge for me, um, and although I haven't fel- felt any you know, uh, type of guilt or whatever uh, negative, um, I didn't have any negative experience with, you know, just working around with my, or working with my kids around, but it just in uh, case of my own kind of, uh, you know, mental state and, and being focused or being on and off, that's been really difficult. Um, And sort of like, yeah, 
you know, the, the, I mean, the first time w w when we went into first lockdown, uh, I think we all thought we're just going to continue with yeah. our meetings uh, uh, back to back. Yeah. And then after a few we weeks, we realized this is insane. <laughs> yeah. You cannot just uh, keep up with the schedule that you normally had when you were in the office or in the building somewhere. No. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a also, uh, you have to, f again, find a way. And I must say, uh, yeah, as a mother, I kind of, I kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I can re rearrange my way of, you know, working. And, mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of like, okay, so this is going to be different now. So I have to just adapt to that. Yeah. And uh, that's I think funny I'm that you say as a mother, yeah. Because yeah. the thing that, that yeah. we see is that mothers find ways to yes. rearrange, and fathers don't. have no flexibility no. whatsoever. Not from their employers. Yeah, employers are much more flexible towards women yeah. than they are towards men. It's very strange. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, sorry, yeah. you cannot no. work flexible hours because you have a very important job. And to the most, yeah. oh yeah, I understand you have kids, so you have to, yeah, yeah. okay, work at. I have mothers who have working been working from 6 30 back to back with their uh, partners and they they're in the in the morning yeah. uh, and then in the night until 12 they had these shifts so it's uh, and it's, we, we it's well so unhealthy but it also shows that it's on the one hand it's it's very good that we see the children running around the screens and we are we know that they are there on the other hand it still it puts when the pressure is on it puts us back into our old we ha we have we are very conservative actually as yes. a country we think yes. we are no, very no. very progressive but no, absolutely in, not. in this terms we are <laughs> we are not so it's it's been showing how how in yeah our natural uh, way is caring mothers yeah. and fathers uh, providing and it's when we, yeah, when the stress is on we we switch back into this very it's it's in yeah. in in I know in Britain there's a lot of mothers uh, and I specifically say mothers who had to. Uh, quit their jobs in the states as well. Yeah. well. Also because, uh, uh, well, uh, childcare uh, uh, in Britain is is ludicrously uh, expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, literally, it literally there is uh, you work. Yes, uh, one of them has to work to pay for uh, childcare, which mm -hmm. means that either you stay home, <laughs> you stay home, yeah. um, which mainly means uh, the, the the women, and so that's why that. The the essay that I, I mm -hmm. talked about before, <coughs> it's interesting because uh, it talks a lot about well female artists in Britain mm -hmm. in uh, 2019, and there is of course a shift now uh, uh, in the in the in the 20s with last year um, that is different from here in the Netherlands. But then again, uh, the the views that we have, yes, we are very much a conservative country. We are not the progressive. Uh, uh, as progressive as we thought we were. Yep. So childcare, once that stopped, meant that women had to, uh, it were mostly women who had to juggle homeschooling uh, because that's what we were doing. And it's not actually a homeschooling, it's just... <laughs> Keeping your kids, kids busy. Yes. <laughs> staying sane. Staying, sta <laughs> staying sane is a completely <laughs> different discussion. <laughs> but, um, and, and again... Uh, I have to say that I was I'm not lucky I'm just that's just the way that we are wired together me and my partner he is uh he works from home he is a mastering engineer he has a studio at home I am now also a teacher um at first I we had to switch we only have one like workplace which is his studio so I taught um 
from his workspace and then if I wasn't teaching then he could work there and that's how we had to do it um, and then at one point it was okay that we could sometimes go to school and that's when I went to school to uh, teach uh, because it, even if it was online um, but I didn't have the the, the the I didn't have the space the mental space, the mental space mm, yeah. to be dealing with it and for him it was I see him struggle as well it's like if I'm at home, Wednesday is always my day off. But because he has to work at home all the time, I try to make sure that I, I leave the house on Wednesday morning. So at least he has some uh, space, some mental space as well to work, to sort of follow his own ideas. And when we stay at home, when I have to stay at home with my two and a half year old, because the eldest just goes to school, so that's no problem. He is affected by that, even though he works in a different part of the house. Um, I know that it he's not as flexible as as course, going yeah. about, and that's I think maybe because of that because we're used to that kind of juggle and uh um um that made it a little bit easier, but then doing the whole homeschool thing that was a completely <laughs> different level yeah. of um I wanted to go go back to um the the art world or the the cultural sector and um the impact of of motherhood or anything um do you think there is a difference in how institutions can accommodate artists um i'm asking sana first uh, have you i mean you work with regular companies but i'm i'm sure you probably also work with uh, uh the, the the people that come to you the, the mothers that come to you some of them are freelancers or they work in the cultural is there a difference in how it's being perceived or how they have to deal with institutions yeah it's a big difference and it makes all the difference also about the the the, the way institutions uh, perceive motherhood and mm -hmm. and the, the the policies they have or the the, few, the personal experience i don't know uh, and it depends on the person also that's right next to you and it depends on your own uh, expectations of how you should be working, how you should. So it's a it's a very complex yeah. situation. But what I uh, in conversations with mothers from the art and cultural sector, I uh, I I remember two very important things. One was that one said, yeah, what nobody told me is that once I became a mother, my focus was so drawn to my child that my creative process totally dropped dry. Like I I it's like I lost my uh, yeah, yeah, my ability to be a creator or a, an artist, and it's very confusing because she was like, "What? What happened? Where did I? Yeah. Where did I go?" Um, and she very, very much missed, and and she she started looking for. Uh, I don't know if it's the same uh, conversation you just talked about that the organization that 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 just talks about these things, but as an organization, as you talk about these things, that this can happen, and it's probably temporary. It's like not like you're you're. All on hormones forever, or it's mm -hmm. it's, no. it, it's all temporary and it's all a learning process, and it can be so beautiful if you don't, uh, yeah, <laughs> if you're not fighting it because the expectations are different, and if you as an an art institution can say, hey, look, this is what happens. It, it maybe you have an article or research, you you shared it with your uh, with your employers, employees. I'm sorry, with your mothers uh, or your your fathers also like include them in this yeah. conversation don't make this just about the women 
have this conversation with everybody that's becoming a parent because then you make them also realize it's it's a feeling they can have it's mm-hmm. okay it's yeah. it's it's passing it's it's happening and maybe you can learn something from it or make something special out of it but uh, this is a very it, it struck me like it's wow it's your creative it's, i can't imagine i'm not a, I, i'm not an artist but i can imagine that you have you're so swamped in this motherhood thing with mm-hmm. naps and feelings and hormones and 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 you're yeah distracted from your old self and where is where is she <laughs> your, your priorities just shift yeah for, for a, a couple of months and and you you don't have the energy or the the room the space no to it's overwhelming enough as it is and uh, that's totally okay yeah. and i think it, that's the beauty of it but it's yeah. also if you don't know it it's very scary and it can question your ability to go back yeah so and and have you had conversations with in institutions like and, and as in how they can provide or uh, or would you like to or I would like to yes because I I was very much uh, enthusiastic to be part of this conversation because I I come from the cultural sector but I totally forgot to think about how they how they uh, organize this motherhood question <laughs> in their policies and I now focus on the, on more the municipals and the municipalities. Uh, and the healthcare organizations and more the yeah other 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 types of organizations mm-hmm. so i'm very and then uh, a couple of moms uh, texted me or uh, sent me a message on instagram uh, explaining uh, their their position also in the, this woman was not an artist but working in a foreign cultural institution saying there's no space no flexibility no understanding of my new priorities mm-hmm. and no accom- uh, um, nobody's helping me like acknowledgement ha- acno- no acknowledgement but also she was very ambitious she wanted yeah. to go uh, to a new function or new new sort of work but everybody was like no sorry but you, you yeah that's not it's not going to happen because you're not working late you're not being here all the time your your priorities are somewhere else yeah. Bye, bye, bye. So, it's, and now she shifted her from her job in a cultural institution to a more um, a, a municipality. I think she, no. because it's more a basic. And and yeah. and I have to say because uh, it's it's interesting because we think again uh, these are all these assumptions that really don't make sense at all. Actually, um, a lot of these art institutes, there's a lot of women working there. Uh, especially in, in the cultural field, a lot of women are working. So it's not, and still these things happen, and still these this sort of uh, um, the 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 fact that you can't really grow or you've become yeah. a mother, so now everything changes. Um, it doesn't. It, it's not. Um, even though there's a lot of the, mostly it's mostly men who are the directors or the the head of these institutions, um, still. A large part of these organizations are being filled in by women, and they look at other women. You've become a mother, so now we think this of you. We don't think you should be working more. Why are you working five or four days instead of three? You've just had a child. So it's it's not just men who are looking at no, women or artists in that way. It's other women as well. Yeah. Of course, this has all been because it's... The patriarchy. Pro- it's yeah. a larger problem, um, but I think that that is something that we think that because there's a lot of women, of course there will be a lot of uh, uh, um, you share something because you're a woman. Well, that's not the case, mm-hmm. um, 
and no, because uh, because there are still, uh, I think you just talked about that the discrimination, but during pregnancy, yeah. also in the art world. Um, so you are on guard. You are uh, you are keen. You you've been taught not to talk about fr- yeah. from the day one. Of you, you, it's also a very strange thing that you're you, when you get pregnant and you feel very right. sick. Yes. the first 12 weeks you can't function. But please don't tell anybody I'm pregnant. Why not? I mean, it's very, yeah, it's very strange. It's so that's where you start yeah. hiding your parent. I just had an article published. It's called "Secret Parenting." Yeah. You, you you start not talking about. Okay, I don't have nothing. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just pregnant. I just had a baby. Nothing happened. Nothing's yeah. changed. So we push this bound our own boundaries until, yeah, some people make it, and then it's like, oh yeah, I make it. But yeah, or you just think, well, I don't need this. I'll. I'll or work for myself and organize my <laughs> own work, or I'll just find another job, another sector. Yeah. How many? How many is there? I don't know. Is there research? How many mothers are working in the cultural and art sector? Ooh, that, that's actually a very interesting question, and I have no, no. There, there's nothing that I know of right now, but uh, I would like to know. Yeah. Um, so if anybody who's listening to this at one point <laughs> yeah. can come with these numbers, I would knows how to find this data. <laughs> I what think you it's see very in consultancy is, is there is a sort of a pyramid model that you start at the bottom and you when you work really hard, you go up. And you see at the bottom there's a lot of women and at the top they just, they're not. Because somewhere they thought, no, no, I don't want to go in this red race. I have new boundaries, new priorities. I, I go find something else. So this maybe yeah. it's the same in the art world when you see the, the on, in the university or in the uh, art schools and a lot of women and somewhere they find <laughs> different <Yeah. laughs> places to work when they get older and it's very much a shame yeah yeah do you want to um, yeah because it's, it, i mean I'm, I'm always wondering like uh for f- yeah on one hand so i i come really i mean i work now in institution but i'm kind of really like i said before like you're growing a thick skin and you're finding your mm-hmm. way uh inside and 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 just uh, you know doing your own thing and it's not a matter anymore for me of like really uh, being in a constant struggle between my work and 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 how I organize my life, but more like um, and then of course we see that there's always like you know this um, hot topics or or ideas or whatever um, uh, programs that institutions trying to bring in uh, uh, so that they you know make certain things uh yeah open or or want to discuss but they end up there they they're never really being uh put into practice so it's as if uh the change from within it's really it's not welcome i mean there's Mm -hmm. very little you know kind of gestures or whatever you maybe tokens even that uh that uh, institutions trying to implement and and this goes to to you know many other things so basically like how do we deal with you know with with certain um, issues i don't know related to different minorities or discussions around yeah diversity in the institution i mean this is all like intersections of you know mm-hmm. different uh, 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 places or, or or experiences that we come from and and um yeah, being open to really uh, uh, understand that uh, you know that there is just so many layers uh, that we bringing in as 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 
people into a certain uh, work field or with yeah our practices, our backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, yeah, indeed our well, you know, language, color, uh, whatever, and also being a parent or being a mother or not, mm-hmm. and yeah. you either really want to put you know work with that and 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 not just by saying oh from now on uh, our open you know we we organize openings on sunday afternoon well nice that you're doing this but have you thought about that if you then opening up your space at this time so that it's um, uh, you know accessible for people with kids you also have to maybe provide a place where you can change your baby or warm well, up milk or you know this is actually it's a really it's do you a have really stairs? Good, it's, it's a good <laughs> yeah bridge to to the to the last part because we have to sort of we have to round up this topic but I hear I have a list in front of me. Um, Hattie Judah, which who we've talked about before, who wrote a lot about motherhood and art uh, in the last year or so, she uh, ultimately came up with a, a set of r- rules or uh, things that institutions could apply to be more welcoming mm-hmm. to mothers as uh, and uh, uh, mother artists. Um, I will read them, and then you, maybe you can say something about it. Um, but one, I'll, I'll start with number ten, which mm-hmm. is because we've discussed that already as well. Don't read gaps in a, in a CV to indicate lack of commitment or effort. Artist career come in many shapes and can be paused for many reasons. Parenting among them, emerging artists are not necessarily recent graduates. And I thought that was well. That's exactly what we said. Um, I mean, if LinkedIn is is now even pretty good on their uh, uh, the possibilities of of your career, mm-hmm. then I think everybody should take that into uh, account. Yeah. Um, but she also comes yeah. with so as an institution, you could apply as an organisation be explicitly welcoming to artists with families. Um, Make it standard practice to establish an artist's parenting circumstances at the outset of a project and have structures in place to accommodate their parenting responsibilities. And that also has to do with um, residencies. Um, because, well, uh, we, we said with uh, the people we had in the first round, <coughs> excuse me, um, Priscilla said that she had one of the residencies who said, no problem, we'll, we'll make sure you have everything if you bring your baby and another one said, no, that's not possible. You can't have kids here um, without giving any reason, reason yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatsoever. So I think, <laughs> and that's that's point three, assume that any artist parent may need, so it's also a good thing, it's artist parent, not mm-hmm. a mother or father, may need to travel with their children and a partner or other caregiver and provide for this. Yeah. Which is what I said. I was really happy that when I had my four-year-old baby, I could bring a friend of mine to babysit whilst I was doing the presenting and, and DJing for uh, this theatre festival because otherwise I wouldn't and couldn't have done it. Um, consider having a specific budget for an artist's child childcare costs. Also very important because, well, in the Netherlands we do have daycare. There is a lot of funding for that. But if you have to arrange extra travel or extra uh, stuff to bring with you because you have a kid and because that brings in extra costs i think that's and just mentioning this yes it's not it's not about taking care of everything no. just ask what do you need yes yes it's not <laughs> it's not so difficult actually but it's very nice this 
to, uh, to yeah. have it written down. Yeah, uh, that's it's it. So and then important. it also says schedule exhibition openings and special events with artist parents in mind, just like you said. And well, there's a, there's a couple of other things, but I think that these are um, just writing these down and seeing if there are some things that you can implement as an institution or, uh, well, working with artists as a museum, a gallery, or residency, uh, or, or, or uh, academy, or whatever. I think that recognizing someone is also something different, something besides being an artist, and it doesn't even mean being a parent as a whole, but recognizing that you are a whole person yeah. with a whole set yeah. of yeah. things. Recognizing that in the first place, I think that would make it a lot easier for a lot of people to... Mm. It does, and it's it's, but it requires a lot of uh, uh, self. Uh, how do you call that? Uh, to, to be critical about your own presumptions, yeah. because I, when I was not before I became a mother, I had a very much a, <laughs> a, a very set idea. Yeah, a set yeah. idea about women in the workforce talking about their ch- children all the time and getting home and being not. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I had this presumption, and if you ha- if yeah, if you don't. Um, research this with yourself and your team and how you as an organization have these these presets uh, then you don't even get to this question so no. you have to like, okay how how are we providing for all these types of people and yeah. as a whole indeed yeah that's so important um we have to uh uh, this is the end of our conversation for now. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Sana, and thank you very much, Veronica. Thank it's been you. really interesting, and I, I, I actually really hope that maybe at one point that we could um, follow up and see, because um, there's so many more things that we could yeah. <laughs> discuss, and see really. what kind of developments, especially now with the world being as it is and everything that's changed, um, maybe um, things will change and do change because of this. <laughs> thank you very much. This is Thank uh, you. Radio and uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to Roodkapje Radio, the podcast on art, music, research, hamburgers and all else that moves young creatives to the world. Broadcasting from the heart of Rotterdam. Curious for more? Check our website and socials to stay up to date on new releases. Hope you tune in next time.